This episode 136, big review. Tonight's guest, Rivers Langley. Plus, we'll check in with the Queen of England once more. Top of the morning to you, Barry And top of the morning to you on Bleak and Review. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. You, you, could you have a spot of tea for me, Wolfgang? No. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see you later then. Okay. Hey, Matt. Hi, Kevin. How hey, are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, Bleak and Review. We're here. Uh, we're 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 uh, we're oh, doing it. You yeah. are you are in a in a certain state today, aren't you? I'm in many states. Well, are you in that one place where the four states meet and you can stand in all four of them at the same place? No. Okay. Because <laughs> I was going to say I didn't know we were doing this remote. Yeah. If you do that on acid, are you in the five states? <laughs> What if you're bipolar? Whoa. Hey. Well, then half of you is in one state. Four to six states. Yeah. Uh, Bleak and Review, we're here. You, uh, you we, we had a party last night, and you seem to be recovering still from it. Is that correct? Well, I don't know. Aren't we always recovering, Kevin? Well, I mean, I don't is, get... Isn't the nature of recovery... I don't know what I'm talking about. I have no idea <laughs> so you saying. are recovering. Yeah. Um, there was a uh, a party thrown for my birthday, which uh, on the day of this episode dropping was two days ago. Mm-hmm. A party a whole week ago, if you could believe it. Um, which was yep. a surprise party under the guise of a comedy show started mm-hmm. conveniently at a bar across the street from my apartment. Yeah, that you never saw any posters for there. I never or, saw any, or any mention there. No mention at the bar, but that yeah. kind of tracks with everything else that goes on at that bar. So mm. there's not a lot of uh, promotion going on in the windows there. The walls, however. Okay, I was waiting for you to <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, you guys, all unbeknownst to me, had a secret Facebook group going. You booked a lineup for this fake show of half of my like good friends in comedy and then half fake names, which mm-hmm. I should have uh, picked up on earlier. Names such as Andrew the Comedian. Well, you know. It's not that big of a stretch uh-huh. for a name for a comedian in uh-huh. Los Angeles. I've seen all the pages, you know, the comedian blip blip right. page. Right, works at comedian. Works at co- comedian at comedian. Yeah. Uh, there was um, the re- uh, legally separated Susan was on the lineup, mm-hmm. uh, which I... That's a positive uh, one. It's a play on an existing name for a comedian that I've seen on a real flyer mm-hmm. before, unless that was somebody else's birthday party. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I felt like a jackass, you know. I show up there yeah, expecting a real bad comedy show that I was even booked on, by the way. Yeah, if it was bad, you would have been booked on it. <laughs> I how... do all the worst shows. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I sent my tape in. I just never got. I never heard back. Was it a tape? Yeah, a tape of my set. Yeah. I sent my tape you, in. You sent a, a I sent a VCR. Ta- yeah, a, I sent no. I sent a cassette. You sent, tape. you sent a VCR to them, and you said, "Please put a tape in here. <laughs> put a tape of Bernie Mac stand up from the '80s yeah. in here, and imagine the dick, the dick." Hey, I ain't scared of y'all. I got a dick. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, but it was uh, it was it was very uh, overwhelming. I, I appreciate everybody that was involved in that, uh, surprising me with with pies and beers. And uh, Nadav Fleischer, friend of the show, even went as far to make a fake Facebook profile for this guy mm-hmm. who was booking the sh- fake show. Chet Manfred. Chet Manfred. Chet Manfred. Yeah. Should have known. There were so many signs that this wasn't real. No, he sounds like an Englishman. We even had Can't uh, trust him. <laughs> can't trust him. Uh, we even had a listener, Mike Stanton, who lives in Boise, hit me up and say, yo, this guy Chet Manfred was huge in the Boise scene. I hear he moved out to L.A. You got to check him out. Wow. How, somehow people states away got in on the joke and uh, harassed me about it. It was great. It's great to know that the the fans really come together when it counts. It's great to know it's uh, it's really easy to dupe you. Yeah, I'm, I, I feel fully gaslit. Uh-huh. And I got to say, I don't get what the big fuss is. It was fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get why people are so scared of gaslighting. It was great. I got cake. I got uh-huh. uh, And I ate it, too. The, um... 
The bartender, I was uh, wasn't too happy. I think he was. Oh, okay. Wait, did you get the vibe? He gave me a free shirt. Oh, no, no. That was the owner. He was fine. The bartender is also a comedian, and he yeah. was—he bought me a drink. He was, I mean, he was working hard, but he probably made good tips, so I'm sure he was fine. I was pretty drunk at the end of the night, and I looked at my tab, and I said, I had four of these, and the, and the bartender, she just goes, that's what it says. And I was like, okay. All right, I know how numbers work here. All right. I, I feel like I can understand that. She was on the defensive. She was ready for you to be like, I didn't get four of these. Let me fucking yell about it for a while instead of just like you being surprised at how many you drank. Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I'm... You're not a yelly guy, but she doesn't know that. Yeah, that's true. So it wasn't the bartender I was thinking of. It was the one that came in later, right? Yeah. Yeah. How, you, did you have four of those? Apparently. <laughs> you Did you buy me one at any point? Maybe I'll get one. Oh, good. Thank you. You're welcome. Happy <laughs> you birthday. You did give me a lot of half cigarettes. Well, you know, what am I going to do? I'm not going to give you my full cigarettes. I was by, that was the best thing about. The best thing about it being your one's birthday is just being able to be like, give me cigarettes instead of asking, like, can I right. give you a dollar for one? Like, give me. I always give everybody else cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Tonight, I'm stealing everyone's everything. Right. And it was great. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, 28 years old. Really? I made it. Yeah. Wow. Well, I have the guessed. time of this recording. I'm still 27 and uh, nine tenths. It at shows. This point. Does it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you, uh, you had a you had a rough night's sleep. No, the sleep was fine. Yeah. I just had to do it here. And remind me again why why that was. Uh, because I um, I had a recording scheduled for 11, and then they messaged me on Monday. They said, hey, we got this a big guest. Could you come in early? So I was like, oh, yeah, 1030. And they were like, could you come in at 10? And I said, let me check. And then I waited a whole day to, to tell them how Power important move. that was. Power move. And then I, uh, I said, I can come in at 10. And then they wrote back, can you come in at 930? <laughs> To which you uh, said, "New phone, who dis?" Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't work here anymore. Is what I said. <laughs> I don't work here. Anymore. I don't work. I don't work before ten a.m. You know that about me. Yeah. Uh, and then you didn't respond because you knew if you kept responding, it would be like, "Well, can you come in at 9? Well, can yeah, I'm not. It's, uh, I'm not going to. I already gave you the. I gave you two earlier date numbers. Yeah. I'm not times. So I'm not going to. What probably happened is that there on their end, the other person was probably rescheduling a bunch too, and so they had to keep feeding that. Like, oh shit, now they're saying this, so now we got to ask Matt to do 9:30. Right. Yeah. That that always sucks. Sure. You never want to be the middleman. They should just got you in touch with the. Yeah, with they the should put me in touch with with, uh, with Wayne Brady. Yeah. 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 Ooh, name drop. Yeah. Good friend. <laughs> Good friend of the show. Oh friend, no, friend uh, of this room. Uh, I'm thinking of Brian Wayne. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's Brian the, Wayne Brady. <laughs> Brian Wayne Brady? Yeah. Brian Wayne Gretzky. Uh-huh. Word association. Anyway, so I slept uh, I slept in the studio. On the night. couch? On two couches. I, I was in the lounge for about three hours, and I woke up. I used the bathroom, as you do, and then I went back into uh, slept on the couch here. Really? I mean, you, you, you're like, if I'm going to be here one night, I'm going to try it all. Yeah, you know. You got to live it up. Mm-hmm. How did Wolfgang feel about that? Uh, did he, he just... like having a roommate? No, no. No. No, he's, he's got a big corner. He does have a big corner. You guys didn't even see each other the whole time. No, it was dark. The lights were off. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's there's like computer lights buzzing. That's what lights do. They buzz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're so good at this. So good. So uh, so you know, couch sleep. Mm-hmm. Haven't done a couch sleep in a while. Yeah, I mean, so I'm kinda, back. I'm, it's, it's fine. I yeah. still, you know, I sleep on my back. It's all right. I'm kind of out, out of my mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm using, you know, it's like you, you get down, so you throw some substances in you, and then you're kind of like off kilter a little bit, and then you, you take something else to bring you back to the middle, yeah. and then, but you're never normal again. No, you're, 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 you're like going, you're oscillating between the, like, what your body should be feeling and what the substance is, and you're never going to hit, like, oh, this is what I feel like if I just had coffee, like, and right. I had eight hours of sleep. You're not right. going to hit that. Nope. So you're really going to just, you're just trying to fine tune. Some kind of hobbled together, hastily hobbled together, uh, uh, drug drug fix. I'm a scarecrow of a person right now. 
I was going to say. Yeah. Well, you did. The straw. Did, that was the giveaway. Yeah, you, say, you did bring a bale of hay in here, mm-hmm. and you were stuffing it in your shirt. It's to it keep, the, it's keep the, the crows away. <laughs> Don't worry, crows. There are, a lot of, yeah, there are a lot of crows in the studio these mm-hmm. days. I feel like Wolfgang has something to do with that. Well, we don't want to bring him on, Mike. Nope. He got way too much time last week. <laughs> As listeners have thought, probably, and not told me specifically. Yeah, well, because everything they say to you is a lie. Yeah, and now I don't know if I can even trust any feedback about no. this podcast. Yeah, you're a great, like, oh, kid. Was, don't worry about it. We love it in Boise. No, you don't. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're great. Oh, uh, well, you're great, too. Oh, I was kidding. Oh. Sorry. I thought we were still doing that. I thought you were just reaffirming because you were worried for me. Oh, I'm always worried for you. That sounds about right. Um, speaking of worried, I'm not worried for this episode. This okay. This will be a fun episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got first-time fr- uh, guest of the show. <laughs> he almost said first-time first time friend. Well, he is a first-time friend of the show. Uh-huh. Uh, he's he's a friend of us, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rivers Langley's going to be coming up mm-hmm. here a little bit. Unpop's favorite, I believe, it's safe to say. Oh, wow. Uh, from, from, you know... Tweets. I mean, it's a good headstone. You know this guy from tweets and, and Instagram comments. Uh, Rivers Langley, we're going to talk to him about some of these wrestling promos he's shooting. Nice. And probably other stuff. I'm excited. <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, and then a little later, we got another friend. Uh, re- this is a returning oh, friend of the show. This is a third time mm-hmm. friend of the show. Back in the news, as always. Back in the news, back, always that doesn't relevant. make any sense. Back in the news, as, as always. always. Constant, there's a constant uh, feed going at the bottom of all news stations that's just talking about our guests. Constantly returning. Constantly returning to Bleak and Review. We've got the Queen of England again. Wow. Wow. I can't believe we've got her for a third time. And, you know, the royal wedding just happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, good timing. Uh, we're definitely going to get her thoughts on she that. She a new hat. I would oh hope there's God. at least a new hat. Gotta love those hats. And you know, that's going to be the first and last question I ask. I'm going to nice. bookend it with hat questions. Cool. Episode title? <laughs> no. You're right. Uh, so we're going to go to a quick break. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to let Matt take a power nap. Mm-hmm. And we're going to come back with Rivers Langley on Bleak and Review after this. Cigarettes are power naps now? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, what's going on tonight? Oh, I was in the karaoke just like I do every night, bro. Ah, oh, wish I could go. I'm stuck at home with my sister's kid again. She's gambling away his college fund in Vegas, so I got to stay home and make sure he doesn't eat the plates or whatever. <laughs> yeah, dude, you got to hit up Bar Bops. Bar Bops? What the fuck is that? You know Kids Bop, right? That CD series of Top 40 hits where you have, like, kids singing and they say neighbor instead of the N-word? I'm familiar. All right, Bar Bops is like the same, but different, because instead of kids, it's got a bunch of drunks trying their best at local karaoke night. Yeah, but I mean, like, what songs are even featured on this series of CDs? Oh, hi, I'm an announcer. I'll tell you. It's dumb shit like this. So, so, some be- people claim that there's some bitch involved, but I know. It's nobody's fault. <laughs> and this classic garbage. X-Gon, give it to you. Fuck, wait for you to get it on your own. X-Gon, deliver to you. Knock, knock, open up the door, it's real. And this royal garbage. And who can forget this? Can you? Can you remember it? This is my moment to shine. Let the musical break. All right, you ready? Here we go. Barbops, bring the bar to you. <laughs> Great idea. Barbops, order toll free one eight hundred Barbops, or send cash to Dave Barbop Johnson, two one five six Hot Street, Tomble, Texas seven seven three seven seven. Barbops, why not?
We got whiskey going around. I was here. like, whose big cup of whiskey is that? <laughs> whose iceless glass of whiskey is that? <laughs> All right. We good? We got levels? We're good? Yep. Hey, Bleak and Review, we're back with a little cold open there, a little peek wow. behind the veil of what it's like to do comedy in the middle of California. That's great. Uh, I remain Kevin Anderson. Yep. Matt Brousseau confirming that I exist. Uh-huh. And we're here with uh, Rivers Langley. Hey, R- 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 Rivers. <laughs> I just had a stroke. Good start. Hi, Rivers. How are you? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's my standard podcast guest it's, intro. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, how, I botched your name horribly. How's everything going? <laughs> I'm going good, man. Thank yeah. you. Uh, thank you so much for uh, having me. Yeah, for, absolutely. For uh, giving me a beer. This place has snacks on snacks, which is oh. way more than we got at Disgraceland Studios where I record my podcast. Hey, so. I got a nice cup of coffee when I did that. Yeah, that I, was do, great. I do. I do. And you know what's the problem? Uh, because I was uh, doing coffee so much one at a time through the little uh, the little cone filters, yes. I decided to buy a big ass French press. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Every time we record, I can make a lot of coffee for our guests because people like to have coffee because we record early in the day by comedian standards, by which I mean 3 p.m. Yeah. Uh, people are like rolling in like, fuck, man, I can't believe I got here on time. <laughs> They're like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> so I bought one of those big ass French presses at, by the way, you guys happen to, uh, I don't know if, if it's an open secret where you record or not, but you're, oh, no, you can say, yeah, you're in Burbank, fine. California, and you're yes. very close to the greatest time-wasting establishment in Los Angeles. Ikea? Hard stop. Oh, okay. Fuck Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Ikea. Fries Electronics. Oh, yeah. Fries is great. <laughs> yes. Motherfucking we got fries. good fries out here. If you've never been to Los Angeles, Fries Electronics has, uh, they have a bunch of different locations. Each one has a theme. Uh, there's one that's like Alice in Wonderland theme. I yeah. went to one in Anaheim that was like space shuttle theme. That was kind of lame. But the one down the street. <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy shit. If you're a nerd, and I suspect you're listening to a podcast, so you're a fucking nerd. Yeah, you fucking nerds. Right down the street <laughs> is a, uh, a Fries Electronics, uh, which sells... It's 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 great because it has the nerd bona fides of like a Radio Shack because yes. they sell like little cables and like mm-hmm. little motors to make bullshit cars when you're a dork and don't have any friends. <laughs> but then also they sell like you know TVs and music and then you go into like the little aisles they have like as seen on TV stuff and then weirdly kitchen appliances, yeah. mm-hmm. kitchen too. appliances, massage chairs, <laughs> like fucking everything. It's crazy. It's huge yeah. and unruly. And this particular one is themed like a 1950s sci-fi mm. B movie. So oh, there's yeah. there's a giant octopus smashing through the wall of one end of the store. There's a giant UFO. Like, this place looks like it hit its absolute zenith around 1997, 98, whenever the X-Files was really kicking. Yeah. They were like, built, built, built. <laughs> and so they built this place, and it's got all this UFO stuff and, like, Roswell references and all this stuff. It's just, like, fun to walk around, but it's creepy. That's right down the street. Anyway, all of, the, all of <laughs> that is to say, I went there and I found a big-ass French press to get for the podcast. Oh. So I started making French press, like, but the problem is you make, like, basically three cups of coffee with the one thing yeah and i did it for the podcast and now i'm just drinking an entire french mm-hmm. press pretty much every day yeah. and i'm i'm real shaky i'm like neil young baby <laughs> <laughs> well and then also just one more uh, addendum to the fries thing there's also i believe a little food court area where you can oh it's sit. so weird yeah yeah and there's it's a, so weird you sit in like old booths that are themed after like cars from the 50s no they are cars oh, they from are the cars 50s. they're gutted and they've got like tables they're in like them and everything they're like old like convertible like 57 chevys and stuff yeah. and they gutted out and they have tables with like you know the ketchup and the 
napkins. Oh on yeah, condoms in the back seat. Yeah, yeah, it's all there. <laughs> Fucking bizarre. And they screen old uh, old uh, sci-fi flicks there too, so you can like sit in the car, and I believe you can watch a uh, good catch a movie at Fry's oh, wow. if you wanted to. Yeah, you really spend the whole day there. I don't see IKEA with any of that shit. Uh, nope. it's, it is one of those places that like that we're gonna lose very soon mm-hmm. with the internet. That was a place that was very much designed for parents, and we had these where I grew up too, where it was just a place where parents could take their crazy ass kids yeah. and just unleash them into a store and then let them run around until they don't have any more energy and then you take them home. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, okay, I gotta go do shit, so here, the go The children play. are yeah. screaming! <laughs> Put them in the car! <laughs> Daniel! Go send them into the Dolby fucking audio testing room that they've got <laughs> yeah. there and just yeah. let them play around with decibels and then... Yeah, yeah, the go. place, the Bose test system yeah, where you, you yeah, hit yeah. the speaker and it's got the little foam balls that <laughs> shoot up. You sit them down in a chair in a suit with sunglasses and the speakers just blast them out of the chair. <laughs> <laughs> like that old reference from whatever I can't even remember. It's uh, RCA Victor. That's what it is. Uh, that's is it live? Is. Yes, that's the one. Is it memorized? They got there. They got that there. Uh, <laughs> IKEA doesn't got that though. They've got a room with a ball pit, and that's they've, about it. They got kids. meatballs. They do have meatballs. A meatball pit. My meatball uh, pit. my my girlfriend's niece loves going to IKEA. She like considers it up there with like Chuck E. Cheese and shit. And I, there's really not that much for kids there. There's yeah, just but the it's play weirdly place. soothing. Like I get yeah. it. Like yeah. it's sort of the same effect yeah. as fries. Fries is more chaotic, which yeah. is why I like it because yeah. it's closer to my brain. Like IKEA just pisses me off. Like so linear. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. it's you know, it just it's, it's an aesthetic thing. Like uh, you know, like I don't know, whatever. Like going to IKEA for me is just sort of frustrating because I'm like, I don't need to be this calm. I want to see the alien from Independence Day <laughs> standing on top of the wreckage of a burning jeep. And also, yeah, which yeah. is one of the things uh, in the fries. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I want to be their spokesman. I yeah. want to be. Hello, my name is Rivers Langley for Fries. <laughs> it's the weirdest place you've ever been. Why aren't you there now? <laughs> what do we pull them as a sponsor for this you episode? That'd idiots. <laughs> fries, uh, fries. We give them that podcast bump for their hey, attendance. Man. <laughs> I've been gunning for Fry's Electronics and Milo's Sweet Tea out of Bessemer, Alabama. If I could get those two as a sponsor, baby, I'd be set. And I would never have to lie about no Casper mattresses. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, I've got one. They sent me one. Yeah, it's, a risk. Like, it's like, no, they never sent me shit. I just go there and I believe in this product. <laughs> how, how do you think, uh, what's the, what, what do you think it is? You just keep talking about it and eventually you hope they uh, someone someone adds you on Twitter to them and then they, they reach out? What's <laughs> yeah, the I guess, process? I guess so. I don't know how that works. We're a cheap date. I'll say that. <laughs> Literally just let us talk about you for, like, pennies on the dollar. Yeah, we'll just give it. me a new $14 French press the next time I actually break this one on the kitchen floor. <laughs> do you ever have it when uh, when none of your guests want coffee? And you're like, well, I've got this whole thing, so I'm just going to drink all of it for the podcast. And then you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I'm not. I'm, I'm saying, like, even when there's not a podcast happening, yeah. I'm just because now I've become addicted to the way the French press coffee tastes mm-hmm. because French press coffee has that, like, black sludge that is at the yes. bottom of the cup that some people find disgusting. That's my favorite thing. You shoot it back like it's a shot. That's where all the good shit's at. Yeah. Yeah. That's like like the the cocaine at the bottom. It's like the legal cocaine of the the, the French press. Yeah, they just leave that down there. It's it's dark. It's bitter. Love (laughs) it. Dark and bitter. It's like Charles Bukowski. Uh, (laughs) Like my heart. Hey, speaking of your heart, uh, your heart uh, you were talking about is in... This is going to be a real stretch. Hold on. Here's the segue. (laughs) Brett the Hitman heart was a wrestler. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, there is a segue. Yeah. (laughs) You just got to give me like five... Five stuttering uh, messes, and I, I can pull it. Um, but you were talking off mic, and I'm fascinated with this because 
Uh, first of all, I want to say that you were one of the first comics I met in L.A. when I moved here about five and a half years ago. Liquid Zoo. Liquid Zoo. The, oh, the, yeah. the epicenter of civilization in, uh, in the San Fernando Valley. Everybody saw that I Am Comic documentary and go, well, I got to go to that open mic. Because that's that the one he goes even, to. You know what? I did see that documentary. Is that not what brought you there? Yeah, well, no. Famously, Rich uh, Scheider, who was on The Tonight Show back in the day, decides to get back into comedy and they document the process uh, in Jordan Brady's documentary. Yes. Uh, and part of it is he goes to the Liquid Zoo, which is a karaoke bar in the valley literally at the liquid zoo in the past i have seen like the cops tasering oh, people yeah. on the ground i see you know prostitutes all the time we saw a comedian pepper spray a guy while the bouncer sat there and goes he's not even touching you yeah <laughs> it's great it's great it's been documented it's, on this podcast okay so i'm sure you're talking about <laughs> people it. know a little bit about the shittiest places we perform right sure. well we talk about it on ours too yeah. so people are tired of hearing about it but in the, the liquid podcast zoo universe is, it's all it's it's canon well knows. yeah because it's dog shit and it's like hilarious dog shit it's though, my which favorite is, dog shit like it's my too. favorite favorite yeah. kind of dog shit. It's like it's it's control. It's like it's like yeah. the fries of it's like controlled right. chaos. Yes. Chaos. Yeah, well, it's not it's, that controlled. Yeah, it's not that controlled. <laughs> That's you could, true. You could very easily have a pool cue snapped and then jabbed in your abdomen <laughs> yeah. there if yeah. you if you 100%. say the wrong thing to to Meth Larry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Meth Larry. He he gave me the best advice I've ever had in comedy, <laughs> which, is, which is don't be like me. Uh, yeah, Meth Larry's advice: don't get, do not get in a knife fight with Oxy Steve. Whatever you do, uh, Oxy Steve and Meth Larry. Everyone thought they would. <laughs> do a great act together, but they just yeah. could never... They were, it was like Kevin and Bean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They thought they were going to be Ebony and Ivory, like Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder, but no. Oxy and Meth. Uh, uh, the, the nicknames aren't ironic, is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. They're uh, nominative determinism, yeah, my dear boy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we met there a long time ago, and yeah. you were the first person that I met when I moved out here and realized after talking to you that, oh... Like and I know it very well now, but oh, wrestling is still very much a thing that people are very oh, much into. Yeah, yeah. And I had no idea because I grew up with it and I watched it, and then I just didn't really know very many people that were into it later on right. in the Bay Area. And then I moved here, and a lot of comedians, like I found out quickly, are very into wrestling. Yeah. And you've taken this love of wrestling into you're now uh, an announcer for a indie wrestling circuit. Would you call it? Is yeah. That... Well, it's a promotion. So promotion. You know, I always tell people like. Whenever somebody asks, like, oh, how's comedy going? And I say, well, it, here's the thing. With with comedy, there is no pot of gold. It's only the rainbow, right? You just come out here, set your goals high, your expectations low, yeah. go at it with everything you got, and then just weird shit will come your way. But yeah. the but the, the thing is, like, the thing that you set out to, to do or to be, you know, when you, uh, whatever, come to Hollywood to pursue comedy, whatever – just weird things are just going to happen, yeah. you know. Like I'm sure most, both of you guys can speak to this. Like, like opportunities that you've gotten out here in the comedy world are not necessarily what you thought it was going to be when you get out here. So when I moved here, like I legitimately have, I, I, I watched wrestling. Uh, you know, started watching in 1998, uh, thereabouts, like right when the boom period of Austin 316 and The Rock, the Rock. and Mankind, oh and yeah, NWO, all that good stuff is when I kind of started watching. And then of course got into high school and kind of fell off of it a little bit, which is pretty common amongst most wrestling fans you kind of uh you know hit puberty and yeah, then you it's have to like push it down and be like i don't push like it down that. it's like hey like girls hey girls i don't i'm not just watching dudes in their underwear fighting all the time <laughs> pretending to fight uh so push that shit down but then you get to college and college is lonely man Ooh, for a yeah. freshman year and so me and my buddy chandler used to we got back into watching monday night raw and this will date me i'm you know 31 this will date me instantly we used to aim we'd shoot messages oh, yeah. back and forth instant messenger about what was going on in raw and we got super into it and then and it was funny because, like, we were still into it, but most of our friends didn't, you know, never picked back up with it. But I've been, you know, pretty, pretty, you know, steady fan uh, for a long time. I never told anybody. Right. It was like a dirty secret. You're yeah. like, I don't want 
anyone to know this. It's like me with EDM for a long time. I was just like, I did not. Other than <laughs> the people at yeah. the raves, I'm not gonna tell. Like it's that's like, my you know, place. You yeah. know who you are. Yeah. They don't need to know. Yeah. They yeah. need to know that you have every In Search of Sunrise compilation Tiesto put out between the years of 2008 and 2015. That's fine. I just know him from the billboards. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. The Vegas billboards. It's like, yo, come pay 180 dollars to watch me spit. Like that's where that's where I fall off. I'm yeah. not into the club, the giant club price thing. Pay, like, yeah. Pay 180 dollars to do Molly in public. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to do Molly in public and wait a long time hey, to man. go to the bathroom. You can do Molly at Monday Night Raw for 20 bucks <laughs> yeah, exactly. and get five hours of entertainment. Yeah, that sounds way more appealing, actually. Uh, legitimately, like, I, I, the fact that, like, I, I've always wanted to, because there are a significant amount of, uh, of comedy uh, people, comedians that are into wrestling, and it's funny because, like, I never knew that, and then I started doing stand-up, yes. and getting into the world of stand-up, then that's when I was really out with it. I was just like, dude, I don't give a shit. All my friends are into this, so I'm going to talk about it incessantly. Yeah. And and, uh, you know, just uh, uh, by and by, weird, you know, weird coincidence, I uh, met met my buddy Ben Tranum, who uh, runs the, he's the producer for Wrestling Pro Wrestling, which is an independent uh, wrestling promotion run out of uh, the CIA, which is, stands for California Institute of Abnormal Arts, Ooh. which is a freaky, awesome bar here in North Hollywood, uh, just the next city over. Oh, that's great. I didn't and, know about this. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. It's called CIA. It looks like if you said Beetlejuice three times in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's just like a you know sort of a, a very strange Tim Burton esque bar, but not it, that Tim Burton bar that's in on Hollywood Boulevard. I you know what's that. funny? I said that and I forgot that I'd said that, and someone was like, "Oh, you mean the Tim Burton bar?" I'm like, "Of course, there's a fucking <laughs> Tim Burton bar. It's across the street no, from the Star Wars Cantina one. bar." Yeah. Unfortunately, what the yeah. fuck? Just yeah. torch Hollywood Boulevard now. <laughs> but uh, all the mixtapes. Yeah, <laughs> well, think the, of the mixtapes. The backpack wrappers and the guy dressed as Deadpool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is in North Hollywood, though. This, this is the good one. Yeah, this is just the aesthetic of a Tim Burton bar. It's not the official Tim yeah. Burton bar. <laughs> Trademark. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, yeah, and it's funny because it's a regular bar, but we set up an 18 by 18 wrestling ring in the middle of the bar, which takes up you know, 90% of the standing <laughs> yeah, space. Say, Jesus. But then all of the people kind of crowd around the edge of the ring. We're standing up. We're up on the stage. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the uh, the promotion's called Wrestling Pro Wrestling, and it's headed up by uh, Brian Kendrick, who is uh, one of the most respected pro wrestlers working today because Brian Kendrick heads up uh, his own wrestling school. He runs out of Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy. Uh, he's the guy who I'm sure your listeners might know, Ronda Rousey, yes. is now competing in the WWE. He's one of Ronda Rousey's trainers, like teaching ah. her the business, and he is a very well-respected trainer. He's also an in-ring performer for the WWE, so it's funny because he runs the promotion, but because of his deal with WWE, he can't actually appear oh. on the brand ever, so people yeah. know he's there, but it's like, well, you know, if he gets on camera events will be pissed so yeah. he's got to stay stay in the shadows stay in the shadows <laughs> but but he plans this whole thing out with uh with Ben and then uh, uh our other friend uh Derek um Derek Smith who uh wrestles under the name Serial Man and uh so he Serial Man is that a guy who's really into podcasts is no. That... <laughs> no 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 it's it, it's literally it's a man who it's it's essentially Hulk Hogan except his head is a giant box of cereal <laughs> and uh so Derek Smith is just one of the most like fun interesting people to be around I've ever uh, we had him on our uh, podcast last Halloween actually talking about his process for making all these costumes and stuff. He's a student of Techno Destructo from Guar. Like he, oh, he, they, they work together and Techno Destructo kind of taught him how to build those sort of suits that if you've ever seen the band Guar, they, they wear these like crazy uh, you know suits that are made of foam rubber. Yeah. And so he has uh, the, the um, 
uh, I think he calls it the the sweat monster garage, and it's him <laughs> and Ben and Brian, and they get together and just come up with these wild concepts for wrestlers, and then figure out ways to make them into costumes. And the thing about Guar is like they're a high energy band, and they're on stage and stuff like that all the time. But those outfits that they wear don't have to you know sustain combat like you know yeah, even, yeah, even though these... wrestling is pre-scripted you know it's scripted Wait, whatever what? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, everybody knows that but yeah. i mean you do have to make contact with mm-hmm. the person yeah, like yeah. it's uh you're still falling on the ground and stuff and yeah like, yeah you're, well absolutely. like i always put it this way and this is absolutely true wrestling and comedy come out of the exact same tradition which is the carnival right the comedian was the barker he was the guy who went on in between acts and kept the crowd going while they got the bearded lady ready or the guy or the boy the, you know, the fin boy or whatever <laughs> i love Finn and boy. The, the crowd was the one who kept Kept the, kept the interest there so everybody's still sitting in the same place. The wrestler comes from the same tradition, except for a long time in the carnival, there were shoot fights, meaning real fights. Mm-hmm. Like these, you know, they would find two local guys and they would just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> and then those two guys got together and realized, like, much like the UFC, like how much time is in between your average UFC fighters, two fights. Mm-hmm. He maybe, if he's hardcore, does like two a year mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, so same thing with those fighters in in the carnival they would sit down and they got together and started talking they're like you know if we actually fuck each other up we we can't really make that much money yeah like we have to be celebrities we have to be jack johnson or or, uh, jim jeffries or whoever not the comedian jim jeffries but the boxer (laughs) the boxer from 1910 jim jeffries the great white hope uh you'd have to be him to make all this money if you're gonna have that long in between fights so they realized like why don't we just kind of fake it? Yeah, like, we, we'll yeah. make it look as real as possible, but we can make more money if we can do this every single night, so let's protect each other. Make it look good, but not really hurt each other. Absolutely. That's the birth of wrestling. It's a money-making Boom. operation, right? And so, very much like comedy, it's it's so funny being around wrestlers, because the way they talk about wrestling is the way all of us talk about comedy, where we're just, everybody's bitching about bad gigs. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's bitching about being on the road. Like, I was in this like, bar in North Hollywood. There wasn't even any room to get around the stage. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's awesome. And, uh, uh, well, no, they love that kind of no, shit I'm sure. it's because like, it's yeah. so weird. Yeah. And uh, so you've got these very well-respected independent wrestlers from all over Southern California, guys who, I and I'm not just saying this because they're friends of mine, legitimately will be on WWE TV mm-hmm. within the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, specifically, guys to watch out for, Tyler Bateman, uh, who is a friend, uh, has a mutual friend of ours, uh, Nick Thomas. He and oh, Nick Thomas yeah. actually work together, and uh, he's always very funny about Nick Thomas. He's like, how's your boy Nick doing? <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, oh, I miss Nick so much. Yeah, man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Tyler Bateman is the shit. So when you guys uh, are you know are watching WWE TV and you see a guy with uh, the words "punk love" tattooed on his chest <laughs> yes. and just being a fucking badass, that's Tyler Bateman from Los Angeles, California, Shout and he out. wrestles for. Uh, uh, Wrestling Pro Wrestling. But uh, yeah, so uh, Ben introduced uh, Brian Kendrick to our podcast, uh, The Goods from the Woods, available yes. on Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Nice little pre-story, hey, hey, mid-story man, plug. I like that. Get it in here before the queen gets here. Okay? Um, <laughs> no time to plug when royalty is <laughs> Yeah, you know, I feel you on she's that. She's pacing out there. I feel bad. <laughs> um, but... Uh, uh, yeah, so the, they passed along our show, and we we're not exclusively a wrestling show, but the topic comes up a lot. Yeah, because we're, we're everybody on the show loves wrestling, yeah, right? Yeah. So we sort of speak in wrestling speak a little bit. Uh, you know, we speak Kizarn. Uh, you know, uh, you, you, speak, I do, you speak Macho Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember when I did your show. It was I was like. 
uh, they they all have this like this this dynamic that I'm gonna hopefully be able to you know go into nicely. And I was like kind of worried that I'd be left. I was like, yeah, they'll they'll they'll. And there was like five minutes into like wrestling references, like fuck. All right, <laughs> uh, well I'll, I'll adjust. I'll just nod and smile. Yeah. Well, I think uh, you know we, after about two, you know we were coming up on our 200th episode here, and I think we 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 can always like gauge. We'll we'll send out a few little feelers. feelers yeah. And if it doesn't bounce back, then we'll, then oh, we'll no. try to bring people in. I mean, but. you guys hit me with the new metal thing, and I was all for that. Like, right, I was ready right, to talk yeah. about new metal. We're so multifaceted that was on the show. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on in the yeah. Ghost of the Woods. Um, uh, so you get introduced. But uh, yeah, Kendrick heard our show and was like, oh, these guys can bullshit endlessly about wrestling. We should make them the announcers. And it was funny because when I when we actually talked to Brian Kendrick for the first time, Kendrick is the coolest dude ever. Like, yeah. just the nicest dude. Uh, and, one, and when he started describing what the show would be, which is essentially sort of a mix of very high-level independent wrestling featuring kind of the best of Southern California wrestling right now, mixed with uh, kind of an insane uh, guar-like uh, costume wrestling show where we have, and it's funny because Kendrick and and Derek have some sort of uh, you know very specific fascination with food. So we have a lot of food-based wrestlers. We have uh, Chow Mein Charlie, yes, Chow Mein Charlie being a gigantic box of Chinese takeout food <laughs> uh, with the word General Soso written on the front of the box, and they actually went to the detail of painting the red pagoda on the back of the box. Oh. Like it is a very is detailed a, box yeah. of Chinese food. Uh, so you got that guy. You've got uh, the Midnight Turkey, uh, who is a, a, a giant turkey. Right. Uh, he who must wears, tie his opponent's head. And he wears he wears <laughs> yeah exactly. That's that is a reference I've made before actually. Uh, the itis. Well, for Thanksgiving they yeah. actually had. Chami Charlie versus the Midnight Turkey. Nice. Finally, yeah. once for all, who's the king of Thanksgiving? Turkey or Chinese food? Because those are the options. Do right? we? Do we know? Do we? This already happened. Who won? Who won? Oh, it happened. It was Thanksgiving. Oh, the Midnight Turkey won. What are of you course. talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Kevin. It's, you got to send the folks home happy. Yeah. 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 That was the in the glow. There was the Russian character. That's essentially the uh, the box of Chinese yeah. food is the heel in this yeah. one. Got it. I yeah. know a few things about wrestling. Yeah, there's the heel and there's the baby face. And uh, <laughs> but uh, so Kendrick is kind of explaining the concept to us and it's just like you know so it's going to be this and this and uh and he's like you know and you, obviously you guys are comedians so we want you to be funny and all this stuff yeah. i was like so and just listening to kind of what he was describing i was like honestly this is and feel free to to fire us but i think the <laughs> funniest way to do this is to f- because it's so crazy in the ring already it's going to be funnier if me and pat who are the ring announcers play it very straight yeah and so we treat it as a very serious athletic competition between a turkey and a Chinese food, and it's and then we start talking about it as if, and that's what I said, you know, like we could throw in little jokes like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's a comedy show, but like I figure instead of just sitting there and stating the obvious, like this is stupid, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is it's, a box of Chinese, yeah, food. yeah. It's so much funnier to be like the athleticism on display here is amazing. Yes. Okay, consider the man's shape. Okay, <laughs> look, we are absolutely inclusive for all shapes here. In wrestling, pro wrestling, it takes all kinds. And this man is shaped like a box of Chinese food. So just the fact <laughs> that he is able to move with such agility is utterly impressive, Dr. Pat. And so I get to bump things off of Pat, who and my co-host uh, is also the co-host of my podcast, uh, Pat Riley. He does the play-by-play. Yeah. And so I do color, uh, which means I just like kind of shit on the good guys. And uh, and then Pat does, you know, he's the guy going, there he goes up to the top rope. Wow. Phoenix Splash off the top. Amazing. You know, he does kind of the oh, so JR, uh, uh, Vince McMahon role uh, uh, of 
pre-crazy Vince McMahon, mm-hmm. but he was still an announcer mm-hmm. role. And you're and there, there to the, kind of fill in the... Uh, I'm the Bobby yeah. the Brain Heenan, yeah, the, uh, yeah. the Jerry the King Lawler. I'm the guy who sits there and is just like, uh, you know, anytime a bad guy does something dastardly, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll make an excuse. Like, if he pokes someone in the eye, I'll go, oh, that big dummy, he ran right into his eye. Yeah. <laughs> ran right into his hand. What an idiot. Yeah. That guy's stupid. What is he even doing? Right. Why is he a box of chicken? <laughs> no, no, no. See, that's, that's the thing. That's where you say That's it. what yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. do. Exactly, so I always, exactly. yeah, so the, like I said, man, the, the, the kind of inclination would be to like take that approach of just like why is he like a box of china and i'm like I'm like no 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 like you're talking about athletes your approach is more like Elite. what a dumb box of chicken that is like, yeah, like not yeah. the fact that that's so great yeah because that's the only way you can play it because it's so yeah. absurd to play it uh to play it like it's like fucking mars attacks it's like it's yes. so great it's so great yeah it's, yeah the aliens are, are hilarious and then everybody else is in a very straight universe yeah. like oh my god these crazy aliens right like, this is insane i'm but, scared but right but like, where the fun comes in for me is that the fact that those that that trope of like the you know the kind of very straightforward play-by-play announcer and the yeah. wacky color guy yeah, yeah. has been a part of wrestling pretty much forever at least since like the golden era of oh, wrestling yeah. of the 80s that me making jokes is not uh is not out of the you know it's not out of the realm yeah. of uh, of normalcy so it can still fit within that mold of playing it straight but you know what's happening is ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. So. What is? Uh, and we're live yeah. on stage too, so we've got an open oh, yeah. mic. The mic is just. Is an open mic? Who? Well, no. I mean, the, <laughs> the mic is system. The mic is just on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm so just whatever I'm just, comes out of your in your brain. You're just like, well, I said that. Well, that we've happened. got the audience too. Yeah. So the audience is sitting there, and it's the funnest thing in the world to come in and just be like, uh, you know, Doctor Pat's like, you know, uh, joining us all, as always, uh, Rivers Langley. I'm like, thank you, Doctor Pat. It's terrible to be here in North Hollywood uh, because and like, I live in real Hollywood, <laughs> baby. Uh, and it's the so funniest good. thing ever. It's so happen, good, you know, because deep fantastic. down. And I realized this years ago. It's like deep down, like, yes, I would, uh, being a, a wildly successful stand up comic would be great. Yes, of course. The one thing I would prefer to that <laughs> would be to be thrown through a table at Madison Square Garden with everyone sc- screaming in joy that yes. they got rid of me. Like, yes. Like you want to be the fucking, you want to be Alex Hooper on America's Got Talent. You fucking, be the I, that deal. man uh, deserves a hats off. And if you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> go look it up. You know, don't stop the podcast. Listen to the end <laughs> no, yeah. and uh, buy all the products that he happens to play. Uh-huh. But, but at the end, go to type in Alex Hooper, America's Got Talent. That motherfucker hats oh, off. He was hilarious. He did the wrestling heel thing in the capacity of a roast comedian. He roasted everyone judges. on the on, on the panel at America's Got Talent, and he roasted Tyra Banks and the crowd. The the fucking mewling morons oh, yeah. <laughs> couldn't appreciate real art. They came here for a comedy show. What they get? Yeah, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, is it Yates that they pulled the quote. For for a confederacy of dunces, when a true genius emerges in the world, a confederacy of dunces will surround him. <laughs> and that was really what I saw happening on AGT. Oh my like, god! Fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, fuck those people. Like Alex Hooper is the man. Uh, uh, yeah. So, I will anyway, say, slight positive note for that video. I did. Uh Against my better uh, instincts, I looked at the YouTube comments for the video. And mostly never, positive. Yeah, because everyone on YouTube's an yeah. asshole, so yeah, they get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, like, oh I wish I could be a, a dick to, to Howie Mandel. <laughs> I want to yell at celebrities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we go to break here, uh, what is the, since the absurdity of this whole uh, pro wrestling, pro wrestling thing, what is like one of the either most absurd matchup things you've seen or absurd characters? What was it like your favorite thing oh, to call? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I was going to tell you about the, the promo we shot. So I'll oh, tell you yeah. about my favorite character uh, uh, and the promo. 
slow-mo and I can do it pretty quickly. So uh, mm-hmm. there are these there are these Well we're timing you, baby. Okay. <laughs> so there are these uh, there are two characters uh, based out of wrestling pro wrestling, and they're one of the few characters uh, that don't have any sort of masks or anything like that. Some of the mask characters, by the way, we have Ricotta Flair, who is Ric Flair, but his head <laughs> yes. is made of ricotta cheese. <laughs> and we are slowly adding to the uh, instead of the four horsemen, it's the fourmage horsemen. And so now he's got his tag team partner, Parm Anderson. So of Arn Anderson, Parm mm-hmm. Anderson. Mm-hmm. This month, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm just going to say it, we're debuting Gorgonzoli Anderson. Ooh. And then at some point, we're going to have Tully Blanchetter, and then we will have the fourmage horsemen together. Uh, so lots so of great. food stuff happening. That's, that's fantastic. Do you, but, have a, do you have a nature boy nickname for him? The culture boy. Okay, of course. <laughs> yeah, you. cheese Thank culture. You. What do you mean? I, I, I tagged that on night one, Thank baby. You. As soon as I saw it. Culture boy. But uh, so my favorite two characters there, these two guys, uh, and they've been feuding since me and Pat got the gig. We've been doing this for almost a year now. Uh, since we got the gig, these two guys have been feuding. Uh, they are Sexy Chino. Uh, mm. Sexy Chino is the baby face, white meat baby face, meaning just an unimpeachable good guy. Yes. Everyone loves him because he's a dancer, man. Oh, he dances. Yeah. He's uh, He wears uh, like paint splatter as his ring gear, Ooh, uh, nice. and, and he dances beautifully, and uh, he is like the hit of the Sunset Strip. And so we always talk about his exploits at the Viper Room and his exploits at the Montage and the Standard and how he's just, he knows just the toast the of the town in West Hollywood mm-hmm. because of his dancing abilities. All the chicks go nuts for Sexy Chino. Go cream so, for Grease Lightning. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so Sexy Chino. His, uh, his opponent, his you know erstwhile uh, uh, opponent, is named Sec- uh, I'm, I'm sorry, his name King Desi. And uh, King Desi is, uh, his gimmick is that he is the king of Monrovia. And of course, <laughs> for those that are listening and don't live here, Monrovia is a uh, sort of a boring, nothing suburban town on the edges of eastern Los Angeles County. <laughs> so really what you need to know is he is the king of the suburbs. Yeah. And I come from Auburn, Alabama. I come from a very small town, and I related so hard to King Desi because I'm a former king of the suburbs. Yeah. Like, I really... And when I go back to Auburn, people respect me in Auburn, <laughs> Alabama. Unlike here in the dirty streets of North Hollywood... <laughs> People respect me in Alabama. Yeah, so yeah. I relate to this guy. He can't get no respect outside of Monrovia, even though he is a monarch there. <laughs> and and people don't get it. And they boo him when he comes to the ring, and it upsets me. And I start railing about it, because yeah. in Monrovia, they show him some goddamn respect. Yes. And uh, so it's it's been fun working with these guys, because they're yeah. just the nicest dudes ever. They've got a beef going for a year, though. Uh, you know, faux beef for the yeah, year. Well, it can't be a beef. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, watch out. They're going to actually have a beef. Uh, it'll be a cow. Uh, but uh, the Mantar returns. But uh, Yeah, so, and it's always been very fun to announce for King Desi because when he comes to the ring, I will say things like, because, uh, oh, one little quick thing. Dr. Pat, Pat Riley, my host, my co-host, uh, is legitimately a doctor oh, of sociology. Wow. That's right. And it's funny because he does not go by doctor in his, you know, he's a professor. Mm. He does not go by doctor in his professional life, but when he is calling the wrestling show with the Cheesehead guy, he's well, Dr. Pat. Priorities. Yeah. Priorities, yeah. <laughs> and I, it's because I started calling him that, because it's fun to be like, Dr. Pat, here's the thing, you yeah. know, because it sounds like an authority, authority oh, yeah. of name. And you're, what is your uh, name in the, the when you're so character? I, oh, I'm Rivers Langley, but I, I introduce myself as, uh, I am the Alabama That's Hammer, right. Rivers That's Langley, right. great to be here. Gotcha. So when King Desi comes out, uh, I have a few moments as as the uh, commentator to give my opinion on how the crowd is treating him. Yes. And the crowd is always booing King Desi, yeah. and I don't think it's cool at all. So <laughs> I'll talk about how the people in Monrovia treat him 
yes. as as a, as to to show them how he should be treated. Yeah, yeah. And so I started doing this thing where whenever he comes out, I go, uh, "There he is, Doctor Pat, the most regal man to ever come out of uh, Eastern Los Angeles County in the rich 153 year uh, history of Monrovia. <laughs> we have never seen a man this regal. I was lucky enough just this weekend to be a part of King Desi's royal retinue as we went to the Golden Corral in Monrovia, <laughs> and I will have you know that when he is at the Golden Corral. They let him eat as much as he wants because that is respect. That's the respect that's paid a monarch. Everyone's booing all yeah. the time because you're the heel and he's the heel. Right. And you're backing him up. It's and then so great. the other one I, I did was uh, <laughs> recently I was like I was like we're talking about respect here. The kind of respect shown this very week by the America Online Corporation when they gave King Desi 500 hours of free dial-up internet Ooh. free of charge because that's respect. The kind of respect you are not showing him right now. So we have been uh because because brian loves our, i think he likes the shtick a lot of just me putting over sort of stupid things from the suburbs is the greatest thing ever uh so he was he told me and pat he was like hey if you guys want to go shoot promos for these guys yeah we would love that now if you're listening you're not a wrestling fan promo uh is what they used to shoot like backstage with like mean gene where he do either an interview where the person kind of tells you why he's mad why he's going to get the championship how hard he's been training or sometimes in the classic kind of 80s era of w WWE into, you know, sort of the Nitro era of WCW, they used to show these promos with the wrestlers out in the real world, kind of interacting with whatever. And my favorite ones uh, were for Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, when he was coming into the WWF uh, back in the uh, early 90s. It was him going around, and he's his character is essentially Scarface. Uh, so he was like, "Hey, man, the chicas, they for fun, man, right?" And he was just him going around Miami being an asshole, and it's the funniest shit because it's just him like smacking sandwiches out of kids' hands and just being a piece of shit, and it's hilarious to me. So based on that, I told Brian, I was like, "I want King Desi to cut a promo out in front of the Sizzler." Yeah, like I just had a I had a vision, and it was that. And then we came up with the idea that Desi has these flunkies and that in order to train for the match because the, the gimmick is that Desi's kind of an idiot so yeah, yeah. for the match in order to train uh, he's got his flunkies training for him yeah. and so I came uh, I recently uh, last time I went down to Venice Beach found out about the bird scooters that they've got down there Ooh, yes the, uh, the uh, like app scooters that you turn on with an app and you can scoot around Venice Beach so I was like let's get him in the cape in the crown <sighs> on a bird scooter scooting behind uh, what you know we, we had just two flunkies in mind we ended up getting uh, comedians Justin Williams and Joe Raines. Oh, I didn't even uh, recognize them in the video. Yeah, I yeah. love those guys. So we had them uh, running out in front of them, and then Pat came up with the brilliant line of Desi screaming, "Faster, you idiots! Build my stamina!" <laughs> it was like like such a like just uh, a king of just just glutton. Like he the because he goes cuts from that to him just at Sizzler, just plates. Well, and he's on the he's on the pull up bar, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Justin yeah. and uh, and Joe are pushing him over the pull up bar, so you'll be able to see the. These, both of these promos uh, here here you go here's the segue Ooh, here you'll go. be able to see both of these promos if you tune in to Wrestling Pro Wrestling only on Twitch.tv on June 22nd yeah, yeah. Twitch.tv slash Wrestling Pro Wrestling the fun little bit and then we'll we'll let you cut to the next thing we're gonna do uh, <laughs> I'm just taking over sorry That's no fine. the one little thing and this is what I held on to the little button I held on to out here while we're shooting that he's going down he's got a royal purple cape with the with the classic white spotted lining you know like the like uh, the the king from Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. That's about what he's dressed like. Yeah, real metal crown on a bird scooter, screaming at these two guys. 
So we're going down the track. We're at Venice Beach, which is in uh, Los Angeles. There's shitloads of people out there, but oh, we're yeah. filming. A lot of foot traffic. A lot of foot traffic. So we kind of went down to like a less populated end of the beach, and we're shooting this thing. And as we're shooting it, and I'm so sad I didn't get this on tape because I was filming from the other angle. Yeah. On the other end of Boardwalk, who he was waiting for us to you know to be done shooting so he could continue riding on his bike. D. Snyder from Twisted Sister was <laughs> laughing his tits off at us, and I was like. That's pretty cool. Nice. That's fantastic. As a guy who watched VH1's 100 Most Shocking Moments of Rock and Roll, I was I was happy about That's that. That's amazing. And he was waiting patiently. He knows not to fuck up the shot. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally a sick motherfucking fan of Twisted Sister, and oh, I hope he is now great. a sick motherfucking fan of wrestling pro wrestling. D, if you're out there, uh, listen to Goods from the Woods Yeah, podcast. if somebody's got Check an in with D, D Snyder. No, well, no, well, I just say, D, thanks for listening. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, first of all, yeah. You know, yeah, so. We know, we know you're out there. All right, well, we're going to go to a quick break. Uh, Everyone, well, we'll get more plugs out there. We'll remind people to go listen to that. But that does sound fucking fantastic, the Twitch yeah. thing. I can't wait it's, to check that out. It's a lot of fun. And the uh, Twitch thing is hilarious because I don't play video games, so I don't know shit about Twitch. Right, right, right. The first one we did broadcast, they put us on the front page of Twitch. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, it's great. Well, but then after yeah. the show, Tranum goes, uh, do you guys want to know how many people are watching? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, 22,000? I was like, don't ever shit. tell me this kind of shit. <laughs> Never tell me the numbers. <laughs> right. But then I was looking at the comments, and it was hilarious because the comments, it's video games, it's teenagers who go there specifically right. to, to yell homophobic slurs at 35-year-olds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great do place. I did a stand-up yeah. comedy show for Twitch once, uh, live, so... And you're, you're still doing it. I'm still doing it now, yeah. everybody. Uh, it's a Truman Jeez. Show sequel that I'm in. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, we're going to do a quick break. Rivers, oh, you can sorry. stick around, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, hey, cool, because we got a very... Speaking of royalty, I mean, we've got some royalty coming up next. I mean, oh boy. I wouldn't call her the queen of Monrovia, but I definitely call her the queen of England. <laughs> okay. And uh, we haven't had her on in a few months now, maybe a year or so. I'm excited uh, to Can see what too? she's all about. We're going to go to a quick break and we're going to be back with more Bleak and Review after this. Bob Marley found out he had cancer. <laughs> he was playing soccer with no shoes? He was playing soccer. No, this is real. He was playing was soccer really? barefoot in Central Park, and someone, like, kicked him with a cleat, and he went to get it sewn up, and they, like, did a blood test. They're like, oh, shit, you've got oh, terminal melanoma, buddy. Man. Oh, no. Because he didn't go to doctors. He didn't never fuck because he was Rastafari. He didn't fuck with doctors. Right. But then he went to get the shit sewn up so he wouldn't get, you know, infected. And That's like, crazy. If he, only, if he wore shoes that day, he never would have known. He would have just, just dropped dead. <laughs> it's like the Steve Jobs music. <laughs> That's what I've always called Bob Marley. <laughs> the Steve Jobs of music. <laughs> oh, Bleak and Review. I think we're back. Are we back, man? Yeah, sure. He's oh, had that's exciting. This entire time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a little, little sneak peek of what we got going on here. Of course, we're here with uh, Rivers Langley, whose name I think I said correctly in the last segment. Which wasn't right. Uh, Rivers, you're here. Uh, Hello. We also got. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Classic. Oh, that was canon. Mm-hmm. That was canon. Uh, we also got a returning friend of the show here. Uh, so excited. We were talking a lot about royalty in the last segment, specifically Monrovia related. Uh, this is a different kind of royalty, one from across the pond, some might say. Uh, <laughs> some might <laughs> some say. Some might say that. Some might say it. Uh, the Queen, the Queen of England. There's Hello. a peasant sitting next to me in his underwear. I don't know what to do. Are you talking about Rivers or Wolfgang? I can't I'm tell. I'm talking about these short trousers that he's he's wearing with his with his oh. legs on display. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, Rivers got some uh, some. Some, some cutoffs. Some cutoff jeans. They look my like favorite jeans, and now my favorite shorts. <laughs> so that's how summer works. Like, a, like in America. Even as Arab. Like, he's, he's gone. 
Gone insane. <laughs> hey, he's just he's just living his Auburn truth, you know. <laughs> it's, it's hot out here, man. We didn't used to wear these unless we were hunting Zulus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true. But uh, moving on, uh, Queen. Thank you so much for being back here. It's been some time since we've spoken. Queen, Her Majesty. Oh, uh, that's correct. I forget that every time. Elizabeth II, by the grace of God of the United Kingdom, of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, and of her other realms and territories, Queen. Head oh. of the Commonwealth, oh. defender of the fate, the faith. The fate. And the fate. And the, the fate. fate of the furious. Arseater of her generation. Ozzy, 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 oi, oi, oi. I did see her uh, Rotten Tomatoes account. She did defend the fate of the furious on there. She was really, she was really into it. Uh, she, uh, she, <laughs> you were, you've been getting into movie reviews, right? One gave a marvelous Yelp review to the Applebee's on the ring road. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, could you give us a little bit of that? Like, What did you like about that Applebee's? I might, I might, we were promoting a lot of stuff in this What episode. one liked about the Applebee's? on the way over here. One doesn't know where it was. One, you know, one is in a province of Mexico. One doesn't understand any of the signs. So, yeah, you had a driver, too. I'm sure you weren't looking at the streets. Exactly. One has a chauffeur. One hasn't been... One hasn't driven a car since one was fixing them during the war when yes, dear right. old Uncle David was collaborating with the Nazis. <laughs> and Of course. Were you close, you and David? Do you know one was close to David when with 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 Uncle Edward uh, until one found out about the Nazi situation, and then of course one's husband turned out to have had a Nazi sister. Mm, Quite inconvenient. Um, <laughs> it's an inconvenient. Rather trait. like his habit of raping the help. What? What did one say? Uh, <laughs> so Applebee's. Did one say something? Um, <laughs> what was good about this Applebee's? What'd you like? Nice seats. <laughs> they had an alarming tendency of raping the help. <laughs> oh, okay. So I was intertwined. All right. Well, one uh, brought it back as the commission. <laughs> one. <laughs> Queen's got callbacks, man. <laughs> uh, so Queen, uh, your, your Majesty. I'm is so that sorry. What, is, callbacks, is that what one calls it? Yeah, when you when you reference something that you brought up earlier uh, for comedic effect. I see now and understand. Yes. That used to be when one would call back the soldiers to massacre Punjabis. Well, that <laughs> used to be... <laughs> Same idea, different different comedy. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a different time. You know, they, 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 did, they did, you know, what did they say? Too soon, the comedians. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too soon, indeed. I, I 99 years. <laughs> so I have a question. Coming yes. up to a glorious anniversary. <laughs> so when, when you're at Applebee's, have you ever had, you know how they have the, the liquor drink, it's the fish bowl oh, yeah. full of blue booze with the Swedish fish floating in the bottom? Because obviously you've got some Swedish uh, ancestry down the line there. Do you like the Swedish Probably. fish at the bottom? <laughs> yeah. How do you oh, feel about those you know, fish? <laughs> Do you know one doesn't eat fish anymore? Mm. You know, a, 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 a great deal has been made of one's uh, one's millinery, uh, one's <laughs> <laughs> one's choice in hats, and at the at, at at Harry's wedding, which is what I'm here to discuss. Mm. Yes, we're going to get into that. I just really got to get to the bottom of this Applebee's thing first. Well, you know, when, what what one liked about Applebee's is, is it is exactly the opposite of the sort of place that Emmanuel Macron would like. <laughs> I've always said that. Is that what was in your Yelp review? Yeah, he, he prefers au bon pain. Yeah. <laughs> One prefers Paul in London. <laughs> so, the royal wedding. One prefers la durée. <laughs> so, uh, congratulations, you're yeah. now part American again. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One so. forgot about that. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Uh, you know, the trouble was, you know, one a great deal was made of one's hat at this wedding, as it always, as it always is. is yeah. One's mm. favourite hat was, of course, Emmanuel Macron's rectum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you know, Emmanuel Macron, he does like an older woman. Mm. And one offered him Demi Moore, and he said, oh, good heavens, not that old. <laughs> <laughs> he took you over Demi Moore. Exactly. Well, one's younger than Demi Moore. You know, oh, she's, sure. you know one, one, she used to be older than one, and then she became the same age, and then she became younger and scare uh, quotes, as they say. Okay. Yeah. Um, Saw a doctor or something like that. Got a little, got a little corrective surgery, as it were. Exactly. You know, her, you know, her uterus was bombed in the war, and that's. <laughs> <laughs> She is ageless. Um, but it was drier than that even before. You know, one thought... That's the only is- thing about Demi Moore that's dry, I'll tell hey. you that. Hey. She is a drunk, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she had to go to Idaho because she couldn't handle Hollywood no more. <laughs> she had to go up there to pet horses and not drink. And, you know, Allegedly. one loves... You know, the English upper classes have always loved the Arabs for exactly this reason. You know, they share oh, their the love family. Of, they share the, 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 the Arabs share the English upper classes... Uh, their feelings about and <laughs> mysterious their affection, and spooky. their affection for horses and their antipathy to the Hebrews. <laughs> and I like the Adams family jingle being used as war propaganda for against. This is like the flyers that we drop on. They're creepy yeah. and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky, <laughs> and verboten. Yeah, you know, one did notice a resemblance of one's family to the Adams family. You know, yes. cousin Id does bear a striking resemblance to Princess Michael of Kent. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> That's Love cat that. for you, though. Um, so, so the hats... That would be for the three audience members who know who Princess Michael of Kent is. <laughs> Google it. She wore a Blackamoor pin to greet Meghan Markle. Oh, I she love wore... that song he did with the uh, the thrift shop song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Black, Blackamoor and Ryan Lewis. The yeah, wedding yeah. was yeah. terribly stressful for one. I'm you sure, know, one yeah. thought, you know, Prince Andrew is coming here, Prince Andrew, one's favorite son. And one thought, you know, he's going to be terribly bored at this wedding. There's nothing for him to do. And then one noticed during the proceedings... Oh, a flower girl's missing. Andrew's occupied. We know. <laughs> oh, no. You know what they say about Andrew? If it has a pulse... <laughs> Go on. And, you know, preferably a couple of its baby teeth. And then... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> they do say that, though. To be fair, they, they do, do yeah. say that. That is that is uh, commonly spoken of. Uh, and so, yeah, it was stressful. You had, to, you had to... I mean, it's a wedding in general. I mean... You've been a part of so many of them, but the royal wedding, like I've been to. One's own wedding had its 70th anniversary last year. Oh, that's That's right. right. Congratulations. Philip. Philip was, of course. Enjoying himself frightfully during having had his wedding, particularly when the Black Bishop started his sermon. Oh yeah, walk yeah. us through that again, because uh, for some of our exciting. listeners who may not have tuned in to the events of the wedding, maybe you could give us a little play-by-play of what happened that that fateful eve. Well, Megan brought one of her fellow Black Americans, which one thought was terribly wonderful. Yeah, one thought <laughs> sounds, sounds like it. Sounds like you're really into it. <laughs> One was for it, you know. You know <laughs> one was woke. You know, one, one saw get out. And <laughs> <laughs> Do you like it? I, I I must confess, one is 92 years old. It's terribly difficult for one to stay awake for an hour and a half. Yeah, and that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Anyway, so... Particularly, you know, it's... it's a, you, 
one reached for one's quiver and it wasn't there. And uh, the... <laughs> so one was watching... One was at Wait, the... you were trying to shoot arrows at the screen? What do you mean you reached for your quiver and it wasn't there? Did you have a, did you have a, a, a hunting bow in yeah, the theater? Arbol- yeah. you, you know, when one goes to the tropics, there are always screens and one shoots through them. And they... <laughs> this is not common knowledge, I don't think. They set up screens to protect... It was the old, old coward, Larrick, in the Philippines. There are lovely screens to protect you from the glare. Oh, um, yes, and you shoot them routinely with bow and arrow. You shoot through mm-hmm. the screens. Right. In the melee states, there are hats see- like plates the Britishers <laughs> won't wear. Um, <laughs> you just saw Catherine Keener and you just lost. <laughs> <laughs> she is great. She that Alison Williams reminded one exactly of Catherine. Do you know that? Really? Anyhow, um, <laughs> Catherine so, the Great? No, 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 Catherine Middleton. Oh, okay. Oh, right, right, the, right. The, 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 the Duchess of Cambridge. Right, Because, right. you know, she has... Absolutely no personality. Right, her sister looks wonderful. She has, you know, they used to call it heroin chic in the nineties, mm. but what we used to call it was AIDS chic because they were <laughs> equally catchy. Names, Thankfully, so don't call mind. it that anymore. <laughs> yeah, what do they call it now? In the palace, because you know Diana was throwing up, and. You <laughs> At any given moment. And one rather thought it was AIDS, because, you know, every one of one's ladies-in-waiting turned out to have a penis and was dying of AIDS. <laughs> and then... <laughs> it was a different time. The AIDS <laughs> crisis struck the palace. One realized, oh, look at all these servants we thought were women. Oh, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> oh. But anyhow, during, during the, the, uh, this, this, this black bishop was brought over yes. for the wedding. A wonderful occasion. Mm. at St. George's Palace in Windsor Castle, which is where, of course, one gave head to Jimmy Carter. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's an Jimmy Carter getting head just sounds hilarious. (laughs) You know, one's one's mother has a Me Too story about Jimmy Carter. Oh, really? Jimmy Carter was the perpetrator. He gave one's mother a smooch on the lips. <laughs> and got, your hat flew off your yeah, head when does, you said it that. it does high notes. When he, gave, when, when, he, when he visited Britain during his presidency, a completely unasked for and uninvited <laughs> and entirely unwelcome smooch on the lips. Oh, kind of like Katy Perry smooching that guy who didn't want to... Remember that? He kicks that kid. She, well, she that, that kid. was, of course, on the cheek. That wasn't yeah. the sort of, you know, Jimmy Carter... Andrew sort of thing. Um, yeah. You know, one's mother said, no one has done that to me since my dear husband died. And then one said to one's mother in private after that, you know, one one has seen the, the marks on Charles de Gaulle. <laughs> <laughs> so this black bishop. One recognizes one's, one's manicure and one notices the marks of it on his back. Right. Um... <laughs> You know, one one was staring down at Charles de Gaulle's back when one had the strap on on. You know, it was very, kind of, <laughs> so you got kind of used to seeing mm. it, and you kind of burned and into then, your well, brain. You know, one one noticed. You know, after the twentieth or thirtieth time, is the, oh, were those mothers' nails? Um, <laughs> Rivers, did you have a question? I was going to say, you know, one. I don't know if you knew this. One weird true fact I know about your coronation in 1951. Do you know who was uh, who was present among the thousands and thousands of people that there? Uh, a young Johnny Cash. Whoa. Was, uh, he was. was. One yeah. was. One was, was in the was, army. And... Was, one was aghast at being upstaged. Not one. One <laughs> thought one was going to be upstaged by him, and then one was upstaged by one's own sister, <laughs> oh. who was, of course, consorting.
meeting with a divorced group captain, Peter Townsend, <laughs> and made the affair public by brushing fluff off his shoulder at one's coronation. Oh. And was, it was terribly sensual in those days, you know, yes. 1953, brush fluff off his shoulder. Seriously? It was the equivalent of now Wait, sinking is, to one's knees in front Pete of Townsend from the Trump. who? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's what, what? I got. That's what wow. I gathered. So we weren't even thinking about cash. This was a different Pete Townsend, oh. but you know, <laughs> but you know, Margaret bedded them both. They- <laughs> she got around. She got the, the, all of the Who and the Guess Who. One has been, and they're Canadians. That's a that's treason in Britain. <laughs> one is Queen of Canada. You know that, right? Uh, that's, fair. One, that's fair. One, one is Queen of Canada, Australia. All New Zealand. One, uh, you know, but you keep adding new ones yes. every time you're on the show. I love it. It's great. No, a one set of Zulu Nation, of one's Zulu Nation. other realms and territories. Right, These right, are right. one's realms and territories. What about the miscellaneous? The, the final frontier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What about that? Have you have you have you conquered space yet? Space Queen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Space so, you know, Queen. Space Queen. One is Queen of Jupiter because one tried to have Elton John exiled there. <laughs> and with him, you were going to send you being the ruler. Well, don't you have Mars because uh, of Elton John? But then, you know, it was terribly distressing because even with Jupiter's <laughs> gravitational pull, right. even with Elton John... Was such a poof, he still floated. Uh, <laughs> what's gonna do? What's gonna happen when you have to snap to attention all of the knights at your disposal? Because your your roster, while wildly talented, yeah, you're not gonna be roster. great at combat. Yeah. Sir Paul McCartney, Ian Sir Ellen John, yeah. Sir Ian McKellen, Patrick Stewart, like, soccer players, yeah, yeah, Sir Pele, Sir <laughs> Pele, yes, because you obviously own Brazil as well. One is longing to send to battle Dame Joan Collins. <laughs> 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 Judy Dench too. Judy Dench, send her oh, over. Maggie Smith. Maggie Ruth Smith. Dame Maggie Smith. Uh, Peter Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Keith Richards. He'll be totally yeah. useful. Well, Peter Jackson. You know, once all ram. the other sirs are assembled, Sir Peter Jackson will be positioned in front of them as their shield. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. And, uh, I know Neil Young's uh, Order of Manitoba. What is? What is <laughs> do you have any? Uh, do you have any pull there? He's a moose. He's an official moose. He's an, he's an official moose. Probably one of those dreadful titles Charles hands out. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a Charles. That's a Charles. Oh, yes, Charles was there at the wedding as well. One can't help certain things. Uh, but yes, yeah, the, Philip was there. The mm. black preacher was rambling on and on for longer than one's reign. And Philip sat there and said to one, he said to one, one has been... The consort of the monarch since 1952. One has survived a world war. One has survived the disintegration of one's empire. One has survived 96 years only to be eaten by a pygmy. And... One did keep him away from the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> buffet. Yeah. The buffet. Jimmy Buffet. Jimmy uh, Buffet. <laughs> Do you know, it was so lovely. It was it was terribly progressive, this wedding. Because, yeah, you know, yeah. in the old days, that bit of would have been shot with the zebras and the savannah. <laughs> what? Oh, boy. <laughs> this is our oh. most problematic episode. <laughs> was, whenever the queen comes yeah, on, it's I always feel trouble. like, you know, this nice conversation about wrestling. Now <laughs> oh, here we are. Uh, but, you know, I mean, you're try- I mean, you're 90, what, 97? 92. 92. 92, the longest reigning monarch. Yeah. One, 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 one beat one's great-great-grandmother, Victoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is <laughs> problematic. You should have invited her on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we should get her ghost sometime. That would be fun. That would be a fun bit. Do you, uh, do 
you at night? Do you ever? You know, the Hindus could probably summon her, or at least con you into believing they are. <laughs> they have their black magic and you know their 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 smoke and sounds their like a don't to me. Hey, oh, oh, boy, hey. um, so uh, you you would say one that... remembers when one gave a state visit to India. Do you yeah. know Hindi has the same word for bridge and swing? One understands the infrastructure entirely now. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> are you doing stand-up? Wait a that, minute. Are you like running bits right now? Like on this stand-up? Like are you yes, getting Yes, one into... does do quite a bit of stand-up. <laughs> of course. One... Of course. Were you performing the haha? On the on the on on the, the balcony of Buckingham Palace. <laughs> oh perfect. Yeah, you got a captive audience right there. It's great. Exactly. Uh do you uh, do you do crowd work? <laughs> It's called the royal walkabout. You know, one has certain lines that, you know, certain comedians could uh, could learn from. Mm. There are one's, one's signature line whenever one greets visitors is, Have you traveled far? <laughs> <laughs> there are quite a lot of comedians who could learn quite a bit yeah, from that's that. That's good. You warm them up. It's nice. Uh, you, one they, thinks they Dave feeling... Chappelle could. It would really. There would be music to it out of Dave Chappelle's mouth. Yes. Yeah, so you should write for Chappelle. I've always said the Queen should write for Dave Chappelle. <laughs> you know that I've said that. Oh, you have a t shirt. I forgot the t shirt that says that. <laughs> it says, I'm with the, the Queen who should write for Dave Chappelle. It's just a picture of you on it. It's great. I'm selling them out of my trunk if anybody wants one. Um, you know, one bought an entirely real Louis Vuitton purse off the back of a trunk once. Really? Have you, well, you have, have, has, are you asking if we have? Or no, you one have has. You? Oh, you have. One loves a good bargain. Yes, yeah, so you, like you like to go down to... India. Like, well, there you go. Yeah, you <laughs> a wonderful it. bargain we got India for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, I thought you said you were getting good deals in India. You said getting good deals on India. <laughs> on India, on the Suez Canal. It was mm. lovely in the old days. And then, of course, <laughs> the Suez Crisis happened and the Soviets invaded Hungary and it was all a terrible ball. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, snooze fest. Total snooze fest. Um, but so, the, would, would you say the wedding was a success overall, even though it was stressful? One would say the wedding was a success overall, yes. Happy you know, to and, welcome Megan into the family. Happy to welcome Megan into the family because, of course, you know, whenever there's a wonderfully glamorous princess, one knows what happens to them. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask Anne Boleyn. <laughs> Just ask Diana. Oh, wait, one can't. Oh, <laughs> Peer, wow. peer, peer, peer. <laughs> crash, 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 crash. Crash, crash. That was all the horns of the yeah, cars. Yeah, okay, oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh. So, well, there go our Diana listeners. Uh, well, you know, they and, tuned out a while ago, I think. Well, the Americans have their own aristocracy, these Kardashians. Yeah, we sure do. These, the, the house of Kardashian. And now I hear the house of Daisy of Monrovia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an up-and-coming monarch, would you say, Rivers? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, to go back to die real quick. I'll just tell you this this brief story. I worked at College Radio, and uh, we their station manager left, and we got a new station manager who came in who was my buddy, and we were going through the old station manager stuff, and she had mounted this campaign to get this show off the air called The Auburn Review, and it was just these college students just doing news and stuff, and it, she had taken these notes of all the things that they had done that were insensitive uh-huh. to try to bring a case against them to get them booted <laughs> off the air, and it literally, I, I just flipped to a random page in this notebook, and it just said, 7.45 p.m. Made fun of Lady Die. 7.50 p.m. Made fun of Lady Die again. And it just went down. I was like, what was this show about? <laughs> there was hot takes on yeah. dead princesses. Just, and this was like 2005. Yeah, like, not even not Why even should topical. have been invited? Why <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you got some hot bars about that for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. The hot goss, as they say. Yeah. Have you thought about have you thought about doing like a, some kind of podcast or something where you could just kind of put uh, yeah. all this stuff out there? One considered starting a radio show on, mm. on, 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 on BBC Radio Four. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know they have Judge right after Judge Jules? Well, after Desert Island Discs, because you know they have a show a called they have a show called Desert Island Discs uh-huh. in which guests are asked which eight discs they would take to Desert Island. Of course. And then one thought, you know, Desert Island countries would be rather a good, good, good twist on this. One's follow-up to this. Which desert countries would one colonize? Which eight <laughs> desert countries? <laughs> Wait, so it's not that you're taking countries to an island. You're just calling... What places would you you're colonize? taking exactly. islands. Exactly. Yeah, Madagascar yeah. okay. one wants... One wants. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have your top? One wants the Maldives. That would be lovely. Oh, Malta's uh, nice. They, 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 the... the Oh no, Monrovia is absolutely squalid. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear them. List them. You know they have they, as 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 Jessica Mitford, one of our great aristocrats, who then became a communist, said while she was a communist, she was talking about some health resort, and then she referred to quote paper napkins, which I did think squalid. Quite a communist she was. She had... <laughs> that's such a that's such a good reference. I don't get it. <laughs> Communists. <laughs> Go on, yeah, sorry. Yeah, one sorry. rather You're did have... <laughs> you just went... Communists. Communists. Uh, you know. Classic communists. One rather did have sympathy for the Soviet Union. They mm. were just engulfing country after country, one thought, over the old days. And then, <laughs> Real nostalgic, yeah. I can feel that. Yes, on the road to Mandalay. One thought... <laughs> <laughs> mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday sun. <laughs> oh, that's a good Joe Conker yeah. album. <laughs> It was an old Coward song before then, you know. Neil <laughs> Coward had the loveliest story in his diary. One does love reading diaries of people after they've died. Mm. Robert, well, he isn't dead yet, but Robert Mugabe's diary was quite the pot boil. Are you <laughs> hoping he dies before you finish reading it? Or? <laughs> well, what was his? Because every chapter he was like, got a new car. Got a new car. Got a new car. That's all his he did. Was, you know, his, his, his wife Grace was called Gucci Grace. <laughs> yes. And then one thought, you know, you could be quite easily reabsorbed back into the empire. You would fit right in on Sloan Street. <laughs> and then <laughs> Gucci Grace, who kept, she kept popping up to Harrods. And then she had the nerve to say on South African television that the only thing she bought at Harrods was almonds. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> One revoked the royal charter from 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 Harrods, you know, because the the the, the son of its proprietor mm. was with it was in the car with Diana during the crash. Mm. And then one thought, you know, one can't simply erase one member of this family. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in threes. Uh, <laughs> Are there three people in this family? You know, one you know, one he he well, he probably has at least three wives. Yeah, they have he's got some Mahamad families out there. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's 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 a secret mm-hmm. family. Is he somewhere. alive? Another one one out one's outlived. Well, he's got um, a diary that I love, so he can't be dead. <laughs> or maybe he is. Everybody knows? one has feuds with has eventually died. You know, like Betty and Joan. Betty and Joan, and they die, and then they get upstage, which is why yeah. can you imagine? Well, you were mad the because the trauma you tried to, of you, Kate's. <laughs> 
bed. <laughs> to go to all the trouble of hanging oneself with a scarf only to be upstaged by Anthony Bourdain. Right. <laughs> yeah, that overshadowed it a little bit. Of course, <laughs> we call him in the old country Anthony Bourdain. Ah, they- yes. Of course. Yes, as you would. Lend me your ears. <laughs> Mark Anthony. But- <laughs> Reference. What had rather fueled with communist Shakespeare? This has become Roman suicide. One is the country of Shakespeare. One is head of Shakespeare. One is head of the Church of England. One is head of the state in Shakespeare's country. And now one has to hear his words defiled. Are you talking about Hamilton? Quoted by a bare-legged yank. (laughs) (laughs) It's hot. (laughs) It's. Now, Queen, you're 92. Uh, you know, every time they ask someone who lived to like 100 their secret, they're always like, oh, I smoked a cigarette every day. Yeah. What's your secret to your longevity? I mean, other than spite, untold riches, <laughs> and the ability to afford whatever care you needed. Yeah. Besides that. <laughs> One secret was... Ooh. Semen. Once, okay. one secret was the semen of every president of France's Fifth Republic. <laughs> that, like, the Beaches? Oh, oh, I thought you meant semen like you were talking about the Navy. And no, I was like, well, that's actually a pretty good they answer. They do have a good Navy. You gotta have naval good. power, yeah. but legendary. It was Protect huge. your seaboard. Well, one's, 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 one's reign has been, of course, characterized by the pathetic shriveling of the Royal Navy by one's own prime ministers. Mm. So one thought of, you know, patriotism. If one is going to philander, one should philander with one's own heads of government. And mm. then one thought, no, one's pair. One dismissed that. <laughs> one would. One would. One was entirely derisive about that notion when one looked at the presidents of the French Fifth Republic and thought, ew. Well, they're rather more attractive than one's own prime ministers, with the exception of Antony Eden. Mm. And then, of course, one got to Francois Hollande. Mm, yeah. <laughs> And these are all purely sexual, though. There was no rom- romance involved, right? It was all purely no, sexual? No, of course not. One's heart belongs to Philip. Well, I was going to say, would you say In one fact, is the loneliest number? In fact, as Cole Porter said, one's heart belongs to Daddy. But... <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that one is the loneliest number? Yes, one is number one. <laughs> okay. That was worth it. Um, it's a prime number. Uh, so, so you're... <laughs> A prime number French, for the prime monarch French, in the world. Uh-huh. You know, French one- reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Math. Uh, Math. Okay, so, Kevin. Yes. You know, majority of, the Math, majority see? of the world's crowns belong to me. I am mon- I'm the sovereign of the majority of the world's monarchies. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, so semen <laughs> is the answer. Yes, <laughs> yes, it was. Semen is a good thing. Fr- French semen. French semen. You'll live to 92, guaranteed queen of Prussia. I just got a French press. <laughs> so. can, can you make French semen in a French press? What you can make in a French <laughs> you can press is not off entirely it. Fresh, French semen. One can, of course, incubate French sperm in a French press. Yes. Uh, it, 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 oh it, 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 it can't be generated therein, but it can, of course, be stored right. therein. Life finds a way. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know one thought? Exactly. That's from the famous French author, Michel Crichton. <laughs> Michel Crichton. Michel Crichton. <laughs> <laughs> Michel de Criton. <laughs> and his famous book, Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, it, thank you. <laughs> well, we exactly what, of course, happened was with that movie. One saw the trailers of that film. Yes. And one saw the raptor. 
Bending over the bed of that poor little girl. And then one thought exactly of one's mother tucking one's sleeve. Exactly the same. One's mother had those exact teeth, you know, English to the core. But uh, also, Bear's Lion, her maiden name was very English, <laughs> very Scots. In fact, she was born. She, she, she was born in Glamis Castle, which is oh. where, of course, Macbeth was. The, in, 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 oh. in, in Scotland, in Burnham Wood, uh, does uh, move against Macbeth, and that's going to be the end or something. I don't know. Uh, I believe that's a direct Shakespeare quote. Well, I can do. I can do the damn. I can do I the, can damn, do the damn thing. I can do the damn thing. If you want me to stand here and go tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day, and all our yesterdays of lighted fools the way to a dusted death, out out we can. Life's but a walking shadow. Poor playing with his frets and struts his hour upon the stage and then is heard from no more. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. I love Hamilton. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Plugs. We're at plugs now. I'm making Shakespeare. this episode. Check out Shakespeare. Check out Shakespeare, check out everybody. Shakespeare, guys. He's got some good stuff. Yo, check out like Hamlet. He, yeah. He did Hamilton. Othello. Othello. Yeah. One does think it is their husband's fault if wives do fall. That was a line from Othello <laughs> that yeah. quite applies to one. <laughs> Mine's a out out damn spot because I cut barbecue sauce on all my shirts. <laughs> I relate to Lady Macbeth. <laughs> Oh, God. One doubts it was barbecue sauce with the state of one's sexual liberation in short <laughs> well, tis, well, tis nobler to, Whether it's tis nobler to shoot bow and arrows at the screen in the movie theater. <laughs> tis, tis, tis. tis. <laughs> All right, we're going to slide right in. Let's, uh, let's just go right into plugs. Flinging yeah. their nipples to the wind now. <laughs> plugs. Plugs. This episode's coming it's out. Gay right Pride it's... Parade in Los Angeles this weekend, and they're all just exposing their udders. One doesn't know what to do. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Uh, June 15th, of course, this is the date this episode is dropping. Uh, we'll start here at Rivers Langley. What's going on with you online or otherwise that you want people to know about? How many people are bad at this? <laughs> uh, bad at plugs? Yeah. most Me, most of the time, so it's fine. So, like... It's it's always funny when I get people on the pod. They don't know how to plug. Here we go. <clears throat> Good start. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rivers Langley, and you can check out my podcast. It's called The Goods from the Woods. It comes out every Tuesday on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all the bullshits. Yeah. And you can check out Wrestling Pro Wrestling, where I'm a commentator along with Dr. Pat Michael, and uh, that's twitch.tv slash wrestling pro wrestling. Step your game up, future guests. Oh, and come see me at uh, Unnecessary Evil every Friday at the Westside Comedy oh, Theater yeah. in Santa Monica. Still, still going strong. Years in. You're like, what, like four years in? Shit, it'll be five. Five? It's five and a half. Yeah, it'll be six years in November. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. I'm glad we went to the park for these plugs. Yeah. This is nice. Uh, your Majesty. Peasants who are interested in edifying themselves can find one at royal.gov.uk. <laughs> <laughs> is that <the> real one? <laughs> is there any any, any uh, up and coming LA comedians you're interested in? No. Okay. One. Well, anyone you're giving notes to for your, from your stand up bits? The well, Dave Chappelle. Dave... Oh, that's right. We'll plug Dave Chappelle. <laughs> He's got seven specials coming out this year. Let's plug all of them. Right. Now. Three of them he worked at. <laughs> one can find one at Sandringham, a week or so. <laughs> but of course, one shouldn't. Yes, <laughs> of course, one should not. Matt, what about you, buddy? Uh, the 18th, I'll be at Uncle Flabby Jack's. Gun control for thee, but not for me. <laughs> one has armed guards, of course. <laughs> you guys, they got swords and stuff. No, they have guns. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, one's fusiliers. Oh, right. <laughs> 
Anyway, what? Uh, the 18th, I'll be at Uncle Flappy Jack's Good Time in Comedy Saloon. Uh, flappers, everybody. Why are we in a zoo right now? What is that? It's <laughs> the best way to plug. It's an active uh, park. Oh, okay. It's active with wildlife. Uh, the 20th... One feels like one's at Harry and Meghan's wedding again. <laughs> I'm going on too long, is what he's saying. <laughs> uh, 27th, I'll be on uh, Joe Welke's Dating Game at the Pack Theater. Ooh, fun. That'll be fun. Uh, Capital City INC, Twitter and Instagram. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, uh, the, uh, what is it? Uh, this weekend, I'm headlining two shows in Clovis, California. Yeah. Go check that out. Just the Tips with Danny Minch and David Pekarian. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, other than that, um, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I got other shows, but I don't need to plug them right now. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, you know? Get mm-hmm. on the iTunes. Get on the Stitcher. Go out there. Give us stars. Tell us uh, what references were your favorite from this episode. Tell us your secrets to longevity. <laughs> yeah, tell us your secrets. Uh, tell us all... Tell, tell us your secrets. Tell us your secrets. Tell us your secrets. <laughs> tell us your secrets. Hey, do you have a great idea? <laughs> tell it to us. <laughs> so, give us all of your pitches and all your movie ideas and, uh, and write for us. It'd be great. Uh, yeah, that's it. I'm going to say KB Anderson, yo, Twitter and Instagram, at uh, BleakPod on Twitter. Rivers Langley, thank you so much for thank being you, here, buddy. I'm thank glad you we were guys finally, for having me. Yeah, we finally got you on here. Yeah, and if you want to intro to my podcast, by the way, Check out uh, Kevin Anderson. Yeah, this. we talked about lake people. It was yeah. great. River people. Oh, you did? And lake did you people. do your your lake bit? I did. No, well, I, no, I, did, I did talk. Did I talk about faking my own death? I think. I oh did. no, I meant the mushroom one. But that one's a good one too. You oh, have no, to I check out the podcast. Yeah, go listen to Goods from the Woods. It's great. Uh, your Majesty, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence once again. One should be thankful, <laughs> and one is. One is <laughs> from one to one. Like from one one to one one. One is dope. Wonderful. Mark Lahr. Communist. Right. Uh, <laughs> communism. We'll see you next week, everybody. Thank you yeah, guys. Just commit Bye. <laughs> <laughs>